this is Jordan Devlin, the import killer, and you're listening to City Wrestling Radio. What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is a special double-header double edition of the, uh, the after party. The party's still going. You know, NXT TakeOver Blackpool UK, NXT UK Blackpool, there we go, just took place literally, just got finished about 45 minutes ago, and um, Cindy G is joining me via Skype, uh, and we're going to talk you all through the show. I'm Corey Smith, I'm your host, and like I said, I'm joined here today with... Cindy G from NoDQ.com. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm still a bit sleep deprived because we have that independent wrestling show from last night. Exactly. And then I haven't even that, that we will talk to... about. We will talk about after NXT. But yeah, no. And then you, oh, yeah. and then what happened? And then afterwards I had to go meet up with my aunt at the airport to pick her up. So I haven't got home around like one thirty in the morning. Oh. Yeah. Well, I had I had one of those things like I got home last night after going to uh West Coast Pro Wrestling presents uh Never Say Die and uh in South San Francisco. And uh it was I was just like not tired when I got home. It was weird. And I didn't end up falling asleep until three thirty, you know? So and then my body just naturally wakes myself up at eight o'clock. Go figure, right? Right. But anyways, uh you know, let me before we uh, we get into everything, thank you guys for tuning in wherever you're tuning in, whether it's SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio, which is you know our main home where you can find all of our our fine uh, audio delivery um, things that we make, you know, podcasts. There we go, and also find us on iTunes, Google Stitcher, and Castbox. If you want to follow us on social media at CWR four and five, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, that's the best way to stay up to date with uh like all your city wrestling radio stuff you know like like i said you know someone's been talking about articles around here cindy yeah and uh you know i just uh i don't know what they mean by that i don't know if they're talking about articles of clothing or like written articles written articles would be cool you know about like wrestling and like our thoughts on stuff but you know we'll see what happens in the coming weeks i don't know i guess we'll wait to find out i agree uh, but Cindy, where can they find you and all of your fabulous work that you do? Well, you guys can follow me at nodihue.com slash Cindy. That's going to take you directly to my Twitter page. Also, make sure to follow me at simply underscore C underscore OK on Instagram and on my personal YouTube channel. Also, make sure to follow myself and two of my wonderful Canadian buddies at Tyson and Poppy Projection, where we mainly do independent wrestling hype videos. Nice. Nice. There you go. Um, yeah, no. So today, like I said, was uh, was NXT UK Blackpool. Uh, it just got over about, I'd say about 45 minutes ago, almost about an hour ago. And uh, what did you think of the show overall, Cindy? I actually thought it was a pretty good show, despite the fact that we do have is like one intense matches, especially bringing the whole definition of the British Strong Style. Honestly, I feel some of the matches is tad too long, but hey, the I, longer the better, y'all. I know there has been a debate from other people saying, like, the show is too long. So, who cares? No, I mean, I can see where you're coming from. I think some of those matches, people, uh, some of the competitors were feeling it out, you know, feeling out the arena and the vibe and everything. And 
just the match in general and trying to let the match build. Uh, but it did. Some of the matches did kind of feel like I think the main event felt like it started out a little slow. Um, you know, I'll talk more about that later. But it definitely felt like it was a great. It was a great. Every match was really good. I mean, I can't. I can't deny it. Even the Eddie Dennis versus Dave Mastiff. You know, Baby Vader as I'm calling him now, um, <laughs> because man, he just I just booked that storyline already. Like. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, every match is really good from start to finish, but let's not waste any time. Let's go through the card real quick and see what we thought of each match. Uh, NXT UK takeover Blackpool kicked off with, uh, I guess this is their, their back in Blackpool. That's hard to say. Um, from the, they, they did the first NXT UK tournament there, didn't they? Oh yeah. Yeah. So this is, uh, their first time back there since, uh, started with a video package of the, uh, you know, like their first time there to now and all the shows they've done in between. And then it kicks off our first match, Mustache Mountain versus Zach Gibson and James Drake, which I thought was a fabulous way to start this show from start to finish. I mean, they've Mustache Mountain comes out paying homage to the British Bulldog. I mean, everyone, British Bulldogs, um, everyone has their reservations about um, the Dynamite Kid, but... I mean, I thought it was cool that they did that. I agree. Um, I mean. Oh, yeah. Go on. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. You're good. Go. What's up? I agree. Like their um, their ring gear is way better than I expected, especially they got like a huge pop from the UK audience. But when Zach and James came out, they got heavily boo. Oh yeah, and they have the um, they had their own matching ring gear now too. I think that was new ring gear for them as well. Yep, the whole camo. Yeah, it was like camo gold or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Tyler Bay and Zach Gibson start the match. Uh, it was a slow back and forth to kind of start the match, but like very stiff, very fluid, <clears throat> with like a lot of counters. Uh, like a, I felt like this was like a classic wrestling, like mat based wrestling to start the match. Oh, totally. Uh, seven and then Trent Seven eventually. Did you see how Trent Seven got busted open? I didn't see that. Um, I haven't seen it too. I my eyes just blank when I seen it. I don't know how. I think it was like when he landed. Okay. On, off the ring, I believe so. I know the two heels were uh, isolating him. Eventually, he gets the hot tag to Tyler Bate, and then Tyler Bate just goes full like little strongman on everyone, like. Jesus Christ, he's just taking everyone out, um, like bouncing all over the place, and then he does the double airplane to both men, like putting one on top of another and then putting them both on his shoulders. Mm, oh, yeah, which I was like pretty surprised. I mean, the question is, did he did like a similar style to like past NXT TakeOver shows? Cause he did something before where he put someone on his shoulder and then the other person was like, he spun the other person like a yeah yeah so it was a little similar but different this time so you know he's he evolved it I guess next I agree. He has, next he has to put like two people or three people on his shoulder or just Dave Mastiff <laughs> uh, then we had an exploder suplex to Drake uh, Drake off the edge of the ring to and he kind of runs into Gibson on the outside standing shooting star press to the heels by uh, Tyler Bate uh, seven then tagged back in and I'm just sitting there I'm like dude. Trent Seven is busted open. Why are you going to tag him back in? Just, yeah. you got this. Uh, eventually, we have a ticket to ride to Tyler Bate. Helter Skelter to Trent Seven. 450 splash to Seven. 
It's just from start to finish, this was like a really good NXT takeover match. You know, like I agree, you can put this right next up to DIY and the Revival, especially. You know, I know they they tease the spot with double. Uh, well, they, what's that move? Shankling Gates uh, yep. locked in and them reaching out, which is I feel like an over. I can be an overplayed spot now, mm-hmm. but um, it was done, and you know. It is what it is. Eventually, towards the end of the match, uh, Trent Seven goes for the seven-star Larry, but misses. Drake then hits a suicide dive to Bate, who was on the shoulders of Gibson at that time on the outside. Did you see him fly at that point? Mm-hmm. Uh, the two heels hit the assisted ticket to ride, which I guess they're calling the ticket to mayhem, to Trent Seven for the pin and the win. Yep. Your, your first NXT UK Tag Team Champions. Uh What's there? Zach Gibson and James Drake. Yep. Sorry, I Zach Gibson is easy to remember, but James Drake is just a very random. He he doesn't stand out to me. Exactly. Well, the only thing you could remember Zach Gibson is that chant. If he hates Zach Gibson, shoes up. If yeah. he hates yeah. Zach Gibson, shoes up. Yeah, I just and who? That's the thing I want to know. It's like who was the first person to be like, you know what? I hate this guy. I'm gonna take my shoes off. You know, it's just, it's very random. It's cool. I love it. I always loved it, but it's just, I want to know who that first person was and what, how many drinks they had that night. Exactly. Well, it's nothing new to like the whole crowd, the UK crowd, Corey, because like they could chant like whatever obscure chant, despite that the other general audiences wasn't even pleased about it. But you know what? They're all having fun. They're very creative. I feel that. The UK crowd is like one of the second, um, second um, wrestling fans. Like ever the second in the most country. hard, the second most hardcore wrestling fans in the yes. world. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, totally. compared to like the Japanese fans, or to compare to Chicago fans. Uh, oh, well, yeah, she, the Chicagoians yeah. or whatever. I don't know if they call themselves in Chicago. I don't know. I never got any hits from Chicago, so I don't know. I'm yeah. Uh, after this, uh, we got a video from earlier in the night where Travis Banks was attacked at a hotel by Jordan Devlin, and he was stopped yeah. by Sid Scala in a very, very fancy yellow turtleneck. Hmm. That's the one thing I love about these backstage segments, or like just these video packages. They're everyone is dressed immaculately. I mean, it's UK. They always dress <laughs> to impress. Like I, I, I just want to see like these guys like at the buffet table and the like you know the craft service table and just like filling up their plate of food just still wearing their scarves and their and their pants that just show their ankles with their loafers their penny yeah. penny loafers mm-hmm. uh but that led into our uh, second match of the night which was Travis Banks versus Jordan Devlin which actually never officially got started because nope. Trav- Jar- as Travis Banks was coming down to the ring he uh or as Jordan Devlin was coming, they were they both got into it before they you know before they get into the ring. Devlin uh, then throws Banks into the steps. Devlin stomping on the the knee of Banks, and then eventually separated by officials. Devlin grabs a mic, and uh, Banks is carried away by officials and uh, the general manager and the assistant to the general manager, Sid Scala. But they had a backup plan for this because they they for some reason knew that Jordan Devlin was a dastardly heel. And out comes, you know, when it's like the teacher meets or the teacher fights the student, Finn mm-hmm. Balor. Balor, yeah. Welcome to NXT UK, Finn Balor. What do you think? Yep. What do you think of this choice for a mystery opponent for him? 
Well, honestly, I was very surprised of the mystery opponents. At first, I was thinking it was Walter. That's, that's what going I was to be the one that challenged Jordan. Yeah, especially after, about it after their match at uh, what's that promotion? Do you know what that promotion is in Dublin, Ireland? They did a match oh, there, and it was they had a really good one. And um, you know, my co-host Michael is going to be screaming at me like I've told you a million times. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, they had a really great match there. So that's what I was hoping for. But Finn Balor, hey, we saw some stuff come out from him that we haven't seen in a while. Um, he was a little bit more aggressive than usual, and mm-hmm. I felt like it added like a little bit more of like. Like, like there, because there were no like besides. Well, I know Walter at the end was a big surprise, which we'll get into that later. Right, but Finn Balor showing up gives this gave this show a little bit more star power and a little bit more buzz. Agree. You know, just saying, oh, Finn Balor's here. Finn Balor's here. So now people who are just Finn Balor fans from the main roster are gonna be like, wait, what's Finn Balor? Who is this guy? He's wrestling. You know, Jordan Dev Devlin. Oh, okay. Let's watch this match real quick. Let's watch this show. So I think it brings yeah. some more eyes to the to the promotion. Um, they had a pretty good match. I felt like this one, though. I will say I felt like this match lasted a tad too long. Agree. Um, just because, it, I don't know. I felt like I felt like Balor could have came out there and did easy work with Devlin. And I know they're trying to put Devlin over as one of the top, like the top heels on NXT UK. Mm-hmm. But still, man, like it's he's supposed to be like. If they're still like he's going to win, he's the teacher, he still has one up on the student because he knows everything the student's going to throw at him, then you might as well just he knows every single thing and just have him finish him and like have a counter for every single thing. Exactly. Uh, but there was strikes back and forth between the two. We got a sling blade Devlin in the beginning of the match. Goes for a coup de grace, but Devlin rolls out of the ring. The fight goes to the outside of the ring and the back in. Devlin then gets Balor caught up in the ropes. Uh, back and forth, and eventually hits a 19-18 to Devlin. The end of the match, you pretty much know what happens. Uh, how else does Balor win a match? A shotgun drop kick to the corner, a coup de grace to Devlin, and one, two, three, the pin and the win. Balor, he's undefeated in NXT UK. I mean, you know, the first undisputed champion was the or the Universal Champion, you know. So. Oh yeah. After this, we had our next match of the night. Eddie Dennis versus Dave Mastiff, Baby Vader himself, in, <laughs> in a NoDQ.com match. I'm kidding. It was, just, <laughs> it was a no disqualification match. Uh, yep. It was, I mean, pretty good match. I won't lie. I mean, I agree. I'm really not a fan of Eddie Dennis. I won't. I'm not going to sit here and try to sugarcoat it. He bores me. Like every time he's on the mic, I'm just like, dude. Like, okay, cool. Like you're not, you're not doing it for me. And that maybe some Corey, people do. What? Yeah. What do you think of his ring gear? Because honestly, I'm not a fan of his ring gear oh, at t- all. Tonight it was different, wasn't it? Yeah, it's green instead of his usual black color uh, ring gear. Like, but overall, it, it looks little... the same. But here's the thing about that is that all these tapings for NXT UK have been ha- like happened months ago. Mm-hmm. Or weeks and months ago. You know what I mean? So like, I think the last set was like in November. So like, a lot has changed since then and I can see him just... He's like, oh, I just got new ring gear since then. I mean, it was a step up. I mean, quality-wise, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Looks-wise, you know, I, I I guess it's better than what he had to me. I He's a very tall and lanky man. He needs, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. 
I need uh, what's the guy's name? Tim Gunn from Project Runway. Is that yeah. his name? <laughs> Designers. Uh, yeah. So Eddie Dennis back and forth, uh, really hard hitting match. Um, like I said, no DQ, no DQ match. Uh, Dennis rolls and there's kendo sticks involved. Uh, Dennis beats up on Mastiff with the kendo sticks. Mastiff then powers out and applies a power bomb to Dennis. Dennis then reverses, slams Mastiff into the steps of the ring because he br- he brought in the uh, the bottom step, the heavy set of stairs, and then eventually. Uh, a razor's edge to Mastiff. Is that what he... I don't know what he calls it himself. I, I thought they called it something else. Yeah. But I don't, it's a razor's edge, I mean. In my, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis then sets up a table in the corner. Uh, rolling Thunder Slam to Dennis on the exposing floor on the outside. Next stop driver to Mastiff. And then eventually uh, he gets thrown into the corner. Eddie Dennis does. And uh, Mastiff hits the massive cannonball. And gets the pin and the win. I like Mastiff. He's a really he intre- he actually does interest me. I agree. And that rolling cannonball like through the table that was really impressive. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean he he he's good at hardcore matches. He's you know he wrestled at the former uh, HCW promotion in the UK. You know that we at City Wrestling Radio. You know they're now known as Affiliated Wrestling Association. Mm-hmm. And that we're we're friends with, and you know he's wrestled over there a bit, so you know mm-hmm. it's crazy. <clears throat> and then next up we have uh, uh, in the crowd, I guess Jazzy Gabbert and Kaylee Ray are yep. are, are coming to uh, NXT UK. That's right, and we also have one more person right before the Eddie Dennis versus Dave Massive match, which is Luke Manz- Menzies. 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 Yeah. Menzies. I think. I yeah. I don't know. I, I I've heard of the name before. The, yeah, yeah I, and Kaylee Ray, I've seen her wrestle when I was in the UK, but I don't mm-hmm. remember. I know I, I know the name's big in the UK. Yeah, and Jazzy Gabbard, I remember her from the first um, May Young Classic. Yep, I remember her, and she was in Impact Wrestling as Alpha Female. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, she was in like a storyline between Velvet Sky and Chris Sabin. Okay. Yeah, during her run, yeah. Next up, we have, uh, which I thought was, this was match of the night, was Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm for the NXT UK Women's Championship. What do you oh. think of the match, uh, Cindy? Um, I feel this match is pretty much a you're pretty solid women's match, per se. Both ladies, they, they did a pretty good job, even though like there was like a lot of back-and-forth counter, a lot of kickouts from each of their finishers. Yeah. Do you say at least? But I must say, I mean, with Tony, she is putting one hell of a fight, especially what she's been going through for the past two weeks. Oh, and, yeah, you know, everybody is like, yeah. And everybody is like standing behind her no matter what. She got the most pop than Rhea, surprisingly enough, Corey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rhea, yeah. Rhea Ripley, though, is she she just looks inc- She looks like a million bucks. I can oh, see, yeah. I can actually see her on the main roster standing up against Charlotte or mm-hmm. you know, someone like that, you know. Um, but you know, both women starting with hard strikes back and forth. Uh, of course, Rhea Ripley gets the upper hand locks in the Anaconda squeeze. That's what I call it. It's when she, you know, they wrap the legs around each other and, you know, beat each other up, Mm -hmm. uh, standing vertical suplex, of storm Ripley, uh, has the upper hand until headbutt to Rhea Ripley, a series of Germans to Rhea Ripley. It's like two, uh, storm then reverses into a riptide and to a body splash. 
They did hit a really good uh, standing clover leaf to Tony Storm, which then she reversed into what they call an angel lock. Or what was it? Oh, ankle lock. I'm sorry. Ankle lock, yeah. Yeah, I, my autocorrect. Um, which I thought was a really cool spot. The standing clover leaf, you know, we saw that last night at the show. I can't remember who. I have to see my notes when we go through it. But I love that that move now. They're doing it a lot more wherever we go, wherever I watch or go. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she had the, the, the kind of story throughout the night I felt like was multiple finishers in matches, especially with this in the main event, because there was two Storm Zeros to Rhea Ripley, which eventually had to put her down, and Tony Storm got the pin and the win. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like a finisher is a finisher, and... I don't know. Like they sh- people shouldn't always be kicking out of finishers. Then it's just like another move at that point. Then it's just you're doing yeah. it to be flashy. You know what I mean? Then you can put a person down with any move. Then you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, then we move on to our main event of the evening or the after morning, noon, afternoon. Well, evening in the UK. Evening in the UK. Hello. In the evening. <laughs> uh, Pete Dunn versus Joe Coffey, which, you Ooh. know. Which I said, which like some people were saying that the match started out a little slow. I saw actually saw some things on Twitter, uh, but you know, like I said, I felt like they were trying to feel out the match and kind of uh, build the match and see where it went. So, what did you think, Cindy? I have to agree with you. It was a slow start, but then again, it started to pick things up where like both guys are actually killing each other. And one of the things that stands out is when Joe Coffey did this brutal slam to be done on the ramp. Oh, yeah. I thought that yeah. was um, – there was that one spot he did to where he hit like – it was like a reverse German suplex – or like it was like a reverse powerbomb suplex off the top rope deal yep. to Pete Dunne, which I was like, what the hell is that even called, man? Oh, no. Yeah, no, I, I, it's like it's yeah, it's innovative. It's innovative is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, they square up with each other, and then Pete Dunn kind of works the fingers because you know that's what he does. That's what Pete Dunn does. He works the fingers throughout the entire match. Slow start with submissions and reversals. Coffee beating down on Dunn. Then eventually, like I said, Kofi pushes Dunn into the ring post on the outside, and then uh, then hits a power bomb uh, to Kofi on the or to um, Dunn. On the edge of the ring, she's like, "Dude, I I get that the those spots just like make me cringe because it actually does look pretty hard. I know they're probably padded out pretty well, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, eventually, we have a lariat to Pete Dunn, which literally Pete Dunn kicks out at like two point nine eight. Oh yeah, because I saw that that third hand like literally about to." be dropped down and then that's when we have the one-armed suplex bomb is what i'm calling it to pete dunn off the top rope that's where pete dunn has a triangle locked into joe coffee joe coffee mm-hmm. picks him up uh goes up to the top rope and then kind of flips him over his shoulder yeah. onto the mat yeah. uh eventually then uh pete dunn he goes for the bitter end a couple times uh hits it the last time okay so i couldn't figure out what happened at this last part Was, okay um yeah Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. What's up? Okay. I was going to mention it. Did you see um, where Pete did the his second bitter end to Joe? And then afterwards, Joe, they tried to adjust his tights. No. Yes. That's funny. 
No. He did adjust his tights before rolling off the ring. Well, it was after he punched Pete, then that's where he adjusted. Because, like, I did see it briefly until um, Aaron Riff, the owner of NoDQ.com, did actually mention it on the NoDQ.com group chat. Yeah. Yeah, for that. So it was pretty interesting well, to I was, say. The end of the yeah. mat, or the end of the match seemed weird because so he hits the bitter end. And then, so did Pete Dunn. Did Joe Coffey kick out of this, or did Pete Dunne just roll him out of it? Like, he was like, I'm not going to finish it like that. Joe Coffey did um, kick out okay. after two counts, and then that's when he punched, and then the okay, and adjustment, when... and then roll out, yes. Well, that's when he rolled into the finger the finger death grip. No, that's be- way before that. Well, yeah, yeah, no, at the end of the match, I'm talking about. Oh, okay. So the end of the, the finish of the match, when he made him submit, so... I couldn't figure out whether he kicked out. It could seem like a one count, and then it seemed like he kicked out, but I couldn't see someone kick out of two better ends out of one. Anyways. Uh, but eventually he gets the submission, and Pete Dunne is still your champion after the match. Yeah. Oh, we The lights dim, and uh, who else but Walter makes his appearance at NXT UK. <laughs> playing, uh, playing was, was it Dovrock number nine? I can't remember the name of it. I, I'm a really bad I don't remember either, Corey. But it was uh, Marcel Bartel's theme for a moment. And then they now it's it's to the man who, who originally came out to it in you know, with Ring Kampf. Walter yeah. Walter Walter. He comes out with his uh his very big jacket, which looks like mm-hmm. a looks like a civil civil war jacket. Yep. Uh, he comes out, it says Ring General on the back. He stands up to uh, Pete Dunn, looks him from the other side of the ring. That's when Joe Coffey gets in the middle. Big boot to Joe Coffey by Walter. And then they just, Walter and uh, and uh, Pete Dunn just kind of stare each other down. And that was uh, NXT UK. What did you think of the all of that? Overall, <laughs> um, I might say this is a really good start for the first ever NXT UK Despite the fact that there has been a debate about the, you know, the match has been long and also the title changes, which honestly, um, I'm not too surprised with the whole title change with Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm, but the one for the NXT UK Tag Team Championship titles, I wasn't expected that James and Zach to win. Yeah, yeah. For no. that, but. Overall, it was a pretty good match. I thought I was going to like, give kind of like, you know, a somewhat of a, not a lower grade or anything, but I would like to say like a second to best lower grade, but until Walter appeared and that kind of changed everything. So for letter grade wise, I would say I'm giving this first ever NXT UK an A minus. Nice, nice. I would say, yeah, it was, it was good. It was, it was A minus material. I'll agree with you on that one. It was, it was a good show from start to finish and. What can I say? You know, it, it felt like an actual NXT takeover show. It didn't feel like, like, because sometimes I felt like NXT UK felt feels a little bland. Like I said at the beginning of the show, it, it can get a little drawn out at times. You're like, who are these guys? What? You know, huh? What? And then uh, this show happens and you're like, holy crap. All right, never mind. I want more, 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 more. Feed me more. As, mm-hmm. as my mentor uh, Ryback would say, I'm kidding. He's not my mentor. He's. <laughs> Probably, yeah, no. Probably not that great of a guy. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, so that was NXT UK. So that was was fun. Let's uh, let's talk about what's uh, your letter grade, Corey? I would say it's A minus. I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. And which match do you consider best of a night? Oh, the tag to- team. 
Oh, or... yeah. No, I would say probably the tag team match. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say it's Tony, Tony Storm and... Yeah, I would say Tony Storm and Ray Ripley is a close second. But, yeah, the tag team match was really, really good. Yeah, I have to agree. The tag team match was, like, by far the best of the night, followed by the Pete Dunn versus Joe Coffey's match. Yeah. And then uh, I guess we'll talk about uh, the indie show we were talking about earlier from last yeah. night. West so Coast Pro Wrestling. West Coast Pro Wrestling presents Never Say Die. Bye. It was at the state room. It, well, it's like a, like a little... Uh, Banquet hall. Banquet hall. Yeah, that's what they call it. And uh, in South San Francisco. What did you think of the show overall, Cindy? Um, I actually pretty much enjoy the shows overall. I mean, it's like more like a family-oriented match with a hint of, well, I like to say it with my own words, with a hint of aggressive in nature. Yeah, some uh, some more hardcore fans in the mix, you know, some mm-hmm. APW faithfuls. It felt like a it felt like a school dance there, you know what I mean? Last night, it was, I, I just got that vibe, like you know what I mean? Like everyone was just kind of like there was like like groups of people, like the APW family was all off to the side, and like when what I say by that is like just the people who all know each other at work within the within the shows, you know? Oh, like with different companies too. Exactly. So, mm. but it was really good. I I really loved the show, and they you know they had food served there. They had. Uh, Tacos and quesadillas sold there. I had Which a quesadilla. The taco was so bomb. I had a quesadilla. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, but let's steak uh, or chicken. I had steak. I'm not. Ah, uh, chicken. I said, you know what? I'm not going to go for the chicken at this point. I just, I'm, I'm here. I'm queer. Just give me some steak. <laughs> All good. So let's start off with our first match of the night. We had a, a wrestler named Cordova. Have you heard of this guy before? I haven't heard of him, to be quite honest. Mm. Uh, versus Jerry Gigolo uh, from Woo-hoo! the from the Bay Area, he's uh, he's fun. I love Jerry Gigolo. He has that you know like eccentric kind of like flamboyant cross dressing character. You know what I mean? Uh, which works mm-hmm. a lot in Lucha Libre, I think, because they always kind of have mm-hmm. a place for that in Lucha Libre. Um, but he's cool. I like it. You know, at least he's a face and he's not a heel. And if he was a heel, yeah. I know sometimes he can be a heel in some promotions. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it was a good match. Uh, we had a uh, eventually. D- though I will say though, Jerry did kiss Cordova, and I don't think Cordova gave him consent. So I don't think that's cool, Jerry. Just no kissing without consent. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Cordova then takes control when he pulls Jerry out to the side of the ring. Uh, snap suplex to Jerry. Then Cordova goes for a pump handle, but Jerry reverses into a cutter. Jerry gets the pin and the win. Something very sweet though after the match is Jerry. Gigolo's, I guess, kid was in attendance, and he ran up to his dad and he put him on his shoulder and said, "This is my son. This is my son," and held him up high. Oh. I thought that was really cute. That's adorable. And after this, our second match tonight: Johnny Dynamo versus Johnny Wasco. Johnny Wasco. Yes. Wasco. Johnny Wasco. Okay, hi Johnny Wasco. I haven't met you before. Yeah, Johnny uh, Wasco. He actually wrestles like around the SoCal area. He looked like he just bleached his blonde hair, or like he just bleached mm-hmm. his hair like five minutes before the show, because that hair <laughs> was bright. I will say that. Um, it was a it was a fun match. Uh, if you know John, Johnny Dynamo, he's known as the the Filipino Dream in the Bay Area. You know, he comes out, he's singing "Careless Whispers of the Heart." Always fun, mm-hmm. always a good time. Uh, the thing that stuck out about me is. Uh, Johnny Dynamo is getting really good at that stalling suplex. I agree. Um, and then eventually, though, he did get the roll-up uh, pin for the win, right? Johnny yes. Dynamo. Yeah. So 
Yeah, so good on Johnny Dynamo. After this, we have Levi Shapiro versus Keita Mori or Keita Murray. I always mess oh, up that name. I'm gonna. Uh, but man, I did like that. Yeah, he came out to a song that was kind of representative of all that Nickelodeon vibes. His tight yeah. set, all that. He had like the Nickelodeon slime on it. Dude, yeah, this guy was so cool. Yep, I think he's like portraying of kind of like Cal Mitchell. Yeah. From the sense of it, but like bringing like more of the nostalgic factor of like what I think I grew up in the 90s of watching Nickelodeon and all this like awesome Nickelodeon shows too. And yeah. Yeah. So seeing him coming out to it kind of makes my heart happy. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see more of him. I want to see him at APW some more. Um, Because he's like, I mean, he gets, he, he was on SmackDown Live. You know what I mean? So. He's good. He goes to SPW. I haven't seen him at APW. Have you? Mm-mm. Um, yeah. Uh, eventually, the end of this match had a, a super neck breaker to Levi and then a kick out. Levi then grabs the orange soda and he tries to drink out of it. But then uh, Keita grabs it and then the ref grabs it and tries to throw it out. And uh, I think he... Uh, oh, he spit, the, spit. he spit the soda in the face of Keita. And then the claw... Was it like a claw slam? He hits the yeah, claw and then like slams him down on the ground uh, for the mm-hmm. pin and the win while the ref was distracted. Yep. Dastardly, dastardly Levi Shapiro. Mm-hmm. After this, we had Derek Slade versus Marcus, Marcus Lewis. Derek Slade, the winner of Gold Rush Pro Wrestling's uh, Young Lions Cup 2018. Yep, accompanied by Lucian Delight. Yeah, Lucian Delight. You know, he's he's a great heel manager, I think, mm-hmm. especially for the local scene because kids he'll rip on him because he has the light up shoes you know like the naomi style shoes yep um everyone calls him leo rush well not everybody i think i did once and i pissed him off <laughs> i know he was like man i was like i'm sorry I, uh, yeah i'm sorry i didn't mean it like yeah that. um but i mean what I mean what did you think of the match i mean overall it's a pretty interesting match i feel like i'm watching like one of those cruiserweight match but I would like to give kudos to Derek, of course, who was putting one hell of a fight, trying to fight off Marcus. Marcus, he's always very incredible. Yeah, Marcus is like a fast, uh, fast-paced guy, man. He's running yeah. all around the ring. Um, eventually, the end of the match had a fallaway slam to Derek Slade. Marcus then goes for the top rope, but Lucian stops him when he holds onto his leg. Uh, mm-hmm. Slade tries to fight back. 450 splash to Derek Slade. Uh, Marcus Lewis gets the pin and the win. after this we have a surprise triple threat um which was supposed to be originally so that i don't know what the what the point they just i guess signed somebody else to the show you know what i mean at some point it looks like yes yeah so uh we started out it was tyler bateman uh with uh what's his manager's name sarah wolf oh sarah wolf Uh, all superheroes razor okay uh versus luchasaurus versus RJ, did you get his last name? No, I haven't. It was kind of like hard to hear from the RJ. Ring he's, and I don't know who's that ring announcer's name though. He's a young guy. I, you know, I think a lot of people are, you know, helping out. I think it's like I think it's an up and comer. I don't know. He ring announced for a Gold Rush Pro before. I don't know. Oh, maybe it could be. Yeah. Or maybe this is his West Coast Pro debut or any West Coast Pro Wrestling. If you need an announcer, please check City Wrestling Radio for all your. Uh, announcing uh, stuff you need. Sorry, I need a script oh, to read, and then yeah. my I need a script to read, and then my voice will sound good. 
but yeah, no, it was a good match. Um, what? So the story of this match was Tyler Bateman and uh, was it Tyler Bateman or Tyler Bate? Tyler Bateman, right? Tyler Bateman. Yeah, I I always Don't mess them up. up. Uh, yeah. And Luchasaurus, they're both pretty tall guys, and RJ is literally probably like five five, mm-hmm. but he's a little he's a little buff guy, you know. <clears throat> and they're trying to talk him out of this match. They're like, "Hey, little buddy, like sit down. Like somebody lose their kid, you know." And he's like, "Hey, I'm in this kid. match too," which is really it was a really cute storyline. I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, we do see uh, back and forth between everybody. We have a pump up knee to RJ. Uh, by Luchasaurus, around the world DDT to Luchasaurus by uh, RJ. Uh, Hurricane Ron and Bateman off the top rope by RJ. Chokeslam to RJ by Luchasaurus. And then eventually at the end, um, so Sarah Wolfman has, like, she turns on her, like, phone light and distracts Luchasaurus because, <laughs> you know, Jurassic Park. They do that yep. stuff. And oh, yeah. He's a dinosaur, so he has to follow the light. He gets distracted to the back. That's when Tyler Bateman. Um, he hits this suplex to RJ, uh, followed by an elbow, like kind of like an elbow strike. Was it an elbow strike or elbow drop? Um, I think it's like the elbow drop. Yeah, and then to uh, to RJ by Tyler Bateman for the pin and the win. It was, uh, it was a good match. I'm starting to warm up to uh, Tyler Bateman. You know, I wasn't a huge fan of his at first, but he, he's looking good. He, you know, I kind of like his character of this, like, he's like punk rock, but like, this smart evil genius. <clears throat> mm-hmm. After this, we have uh, Steven Tresaro versus Darby Allen. <clears throat> what do you think of this match? I feel this match. It you... was one of the match of the night. Nice. I give more props to Darby Allen, even though he's trying to counter up Tresaro's um, submission hold where he snaps. Yeah. Yeah, I feel this match is like one of those collegiate wrestling at best, mm-hmm. but with a bit more hardcore. Um, and then Darby Allen was sporting the skull candy face paint. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. You know, before it, I was, mean, that- it was wiped off in about five minutes, but. Yeah. Uh, started out with a series of headlocks, arm locked to Allen, flying arm drag takedown to uh, Steven Tresaro, suicide dive. Um, eventually, towards the end of the match, oh, here's where, where we had it: a standing reverse cloverleaf to Darby Allen, and he kind of then he picks him up and spins him around, which I thought was a really unique twist on that spot. Oh yeah. Uh, eventually, we do see a corkscrew off the ropes to Steven Tresaro, uh, cloverleaf, and then we get see like a cloverleaf pin for the win to uh, Steven Tresaro, and Darby Allen wins. Mm-hmm. So, it was a fun match. I love Darby Allen. He's like really fast paced. And he's he's great. I love him. I see. I saw him wrestle at Defy Wrestling in Portland, Oregon. I'd say a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who he wrestled, but he, it was it was fucking great. Awesome. After this, we had uh, was it Tyrex? Tyrex versus Will Hobbs. Will Power himself. Will, Will Hobbs. Uh, the fight starts on the ramp because you know Tyrex comes out first, and then Will Hobbs comes out, and they just they they hate the- each other. Oh my god, that beatdown like outside of the ring, right before the bell rang, Corey. Oh, and then they get like, they get into the ring and they start doing it like a chop off, chops back and forth. Yeah. Which is like Jesus Christ! If you saw Tyrex's chest, there was a handprint, like a like r- visual red handprint on that guy's chest. I felt bad for him. I know, right? 
Uh, eventually, uh, Tyrex does kind of hit like a standing crossbody to Will Hobbs, followed by forearm strikes to Tyrex. Um, then Hobbs pushes he, he pushes the ref back, and so does Tyrex. Yeah. That's when the ref calls for the DQ, and uh, the whole roster has to come out and separate them. And you know, oh, yeah. they just can't they can't be separated. You know. Exactly. I mean, you know how much they hate each other. Like, you know that they're going to be beating down regardless. I mean, and surprisingly enough, this is like the whole new side of Will Hobbs. He's so. going to, he, as you would say, Cindy, he's getting aggressive in nature. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So I feel that this is going to be a long term feud in the making. Yeah, at West Coast Pro Wrestling. So oh, yeah. uh, we'll see what happens. And then after this, uh, is this when they uh, they debut the title belt, the new championship belt? Or um, the new championship they, title? I think they announced about the title belt. Right before, before the main event. Yeah. I think. Either yeah. one of the match. I mean, our minds has been blurry, guys. We just come up from last night. And also, we had NXT TakeOver UK. Yeah. 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 They, if anyone hates on us, you can go to hell. No, I'm kidding. Don't go to hell. Please listen to our shows. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, no, this is when they debuted the uh, the new championship uh, title, the West Coast oh, Pro Wrestling yeah. Heavyweight Championship belt. And, man, it, lo- it looked like a good title. It was a good, solid um, title. And uh, I, Yeah, I actually like the title belt more. I mean, the title, sorry, band words, botch. Yeah, um, it's fine, whatever, I don't care. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, it was. it looked really good. And we'll see who, who, who wins it, I guess, at their next event. Which is going to be when the smoke clears. I think it's like March 1st or something like that. Right. And we're going to get into more later about who are the opponents. Yeah. Uh, so the main event, Hammerstone versus Facade, which Hammerstone comes out and has a completely different look than he did on the poster. Yeah, I know, right? That guy needs to update his uh, his portfolio, man. Take some new pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hammerstone, like I said, has a new haircut. Uh, hip takedown of Facade. Facade is known as the Neon Ninja. It comes out to, you know, we talked about him before on our Game Changer Pro Wrestling uh, review show that we did for that in NXT War Games. Yeah. Um, but man, he's great. I love him. I'm glad to see him up here. He's from Ohio, I guess. I talked to him after the show. And oh, nice. you know what's really, I don't know if you've noticed this, but he looks exactly like Pete Dunn in the face. I cannot get Somewhat. over that. What? Somewhat. I just i i was I was talking to him and I was like, "Dude, you look. Are you like Pete Dunn's cousin?" But anyways, <laughs> uh, pump up kick to facade while hanging off the edge of the ring, which I thought was a really good, uh, nice spot. Yeah, Tightrope, tightrope uh, kick to Hammerstone. Facade then crotched on the ropes, kind of like a claymore kick, uh, a shining wizard. I mean, <laughs> to facade, uh, springboard bulldog to Hammerstone, uh, springboard insiguri to Hammerstone. Then facade misses a tightrope. Kind of like a tightrope coast to coast, man. This guy is good. Oh yeah. Like I need, like he needs to come back. I told him he needs to come back to APW. Uh, then we have a modified jackknife uh, slam for, to facade, and Hammerstone gets the pin and the win. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. Which I was, I was like, what the f is going on? Well, it is the second show, though, so they're building it up. You know, they can't just, they can't just give it all away now. They got to build up the next match and the feud. That's- and- so yeah, then, and you asked me about the title match. So then Hammerstone, well, did they announce a title match yet? Or they just, everyone came out and they were like, I want to win the belt. Or, I think that's probably going to be the contenders for yeah, so the so Hammerstone, get on the mic. So I'm, I want to be a champion. And, uh, you know, everyone in the back, their followers, I'm a leader. Everyone fall in line. 
And then who came out first? Was it Levi Shapiro that came out first? It was Ty- it was Tyler Bateman and oh Tyler Sarah. Bateman that's right Tyler Bateman came out first uh, followed he kind of gave his reasons why he should be champion uh, followed by Levi Shapiro followed by Marcus Lewis and everyone brawls on the outside mm-hmm. and uh, I think it was Levi Shapiro and Marcus brawling and Tyler yep. Bateman and um, Hammerstone Ham- brawling on the other yep. side and then the show just kind of ends and- yeah um. Good show. I mean, for an indie show, I, I enjoyed it. It was at a, a small little venue. I liked it. Uh, the one thing I, I like, will say, that light man was killing me at the hard cam area. Yeah. Like, I, when I closed my eyes for like an hour, I could still I could still see it, actually, if I close my eyes now. I know, I right? And I have to use you as a shield, so sorry for uh, you. Uh, that's why I was like, sit in front row with me. Damage your retinas with me. I'm kidding. I'm like, I can't because I have my GA wristband or they're going to be like, sit in the back. I'm like, no, they hey. No, they won't. They, they, there were so many open seats in the front row. especially. Gotta follow the policy. <laughs> uh, I, that's yeah. good. You follow the rules. Well, yeah. Well, anyways, I think that's it for today, Cindy. I think yeah. NXT TakeOver UK and West Coast Pro Wrestling. Two good shows. I enjoyed it. And uh, let's get out of here. Oh, yeah. So thank you for tuning in, and uh, I hope you guys have a good weekend. Uh, stay tuned to City Wrestling Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CWR415. And always uh, subscribe to SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio. Cindy, where again can they find you? Well, follow me at NoDQ.com slash Cindy. I'll take you direct to my Twitter page. Also, make sure to follow me at Simply underscore CO underscore OK on Instagram and on my personal YouTube channel. And also second YouTube channel at Tyson Pop Projection. And do not forget to follow NoDQ.com for all the latest news in WWE and other wrestling-related news. And for a quick plug, there is going to be an NXT UK TakeOver review video hosted by Stefan Osborne, Jerry Slaughter, and a surprise appearance by Aaron Riff and one more person. I think it will be Jeff Meacham. So, yeah, check it out. Show them guys some love and all the jazz from Tino DQ. There we go. Nice. There you go. Um, nice. Well, let's get out of here. You know, like I said, I'm tired. We, You're probably tired. We yep. both got home late last night and then had to, you know, can you imagine waking up early and just turning on professional wrestling? Mm-hmm. Uh, like that's ever been told to me that before. All right. Uh, for City Wrestling Radio, for KCSF, for me, Corey Smith, I'm Corey Smith. And I'm Cindy G with MoodyC.com. And we will all see you, I'll see you guys on Tuesday with the Raw Review. That's, you know, we're talking about the you know, shittiest wrestling show on TV. And we, yes, sadly. We, we pretend to like, be like, no, it was, it was good. It's good. Uh, um, all right. All right. We'll see you guys later. Have a good weekend. Bye. Cheers, y'all.